This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Touchdown. Vershawn Jackson, number 34, gets the touchdown. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Defending Terrell Farley. Who last week in his first start was a holy terror. Number 43. And Jake Bakoven. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Powered by Bauer. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Today is the day. Today is the day. I don't know if it's going to happen, folks, but I'm just telling you, it's supposed to happen. This is the ticket, 93.7. I'm with Bach and on the black shirt, Terrell Farley. So, like I said, folks, we got the NFL draft coming up tonight. We got spring ball over with. We're waiting on some more casualties. Hate to say it, but some people got to go. So, we don't know who it is, but just hold your horses. We just... We sitting back and watching just like y'all. Did you, uh, did we, we speak on all the guys that left? I think it happened, uh, I'm trying to think if, if any of the guys, the transfer portal guys happened after the show yesterday. Did you get to talk about Sean Hardy and Braxton Clark? Stephon yeah, Wynn, uh, I know we did. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we got all of those. It's, yeah. it's, it's quiet. Yeah, it is quiet on it's the quiet. front. Maybe yeah. they need to, you know how they hired a new coach, they let some smoke out. <laughs> Maybe when they cut a player, they need to just <laughs> let some yeah. smoke out. Let us know of another Yeah, portal. let us know. So uh, I saw Richard Torres, by the way. He put up his uh, his tape on Twitter. Um, so unlike Colorado, they're allowing him to have his practice tape so he can get recruited. Uh, uh, that's great. I mean, because he, he has no film since high school. Um, yeah. Oh, man. It's, like I say, man, I hate to see these kids go, man, because you, you, you make it look like a business now. And that's not how college football is supposed to go. But, you know, things happen and new coaches come in and and that's just the the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, well, that's what it is now. It's it's, it's more of a business than it ever was. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, it's it's a bit of an adjustment for a lot of college football fans and the adjustment will continue. I, I think there's going to be changes in, in the years to come as well. Um, but, it, you know, like you said, it just kind of is what it is. Um, do, you, do, you, do you expect – I, I guess, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but you still think Stephon Wynn maybe the biggest hit in the portal so I, far? I, I think so far. Yeah. I mean, it's we got eight more players, mm. probably 12 if they want to go out to anybody in the portal. Do you think they should, too? I mean, they're. I mean, it. it it's I part mean, of college football now. I, I think we need backup linebackers because either backup or, or the vie for the starting spot because – we can't have two linebackers miss spring ball. Mm. You know, the two guys who've been here all year. Yeah. I mean, this is a new defense. You just you can't just go in there and hop in there and think that you're just going to make tackles and, and you don't know where you're going. I mean, then you put your defense in a bad situation because you're the out of spot. You're the, you're the one who's out of space. So I'm 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 pretty sure that we needed those guys in spring to learn this defense. I mean, you can say you could do all the walkthroughs you want to, but without running full speed and hitting and and dropping in the pass coverage, that's going to hurt them too. Now, I know they're they're great athletes and and they've been starting since the ice ages since they've been <laughs> here, but 
you know, those guys need to get on the field and, and try to get reps in and, and try to help this team out because there's you just can't miss that much time and expect to come in and start right away. Yeah, I, and I think at, at a time when we're trying to like kind of figure out what position everybody was playing, linebacker uh, was a concern. I think I feel a little bit better about it, obviously, with MJ Sherman uh, looking good yeah. in the spring game. Um, they've got a few other guys in there that, that can that can help. Like you said, once Luke Reimer uh, returns, once Nick Henrich returns, um, I think you've probably got your starting three there. And then you look at kind of the backups. you still got Jamari Butler uh, ready to probably make a move. Uh, Chief Borders. Kane Williams played a lot in the spring game. Um, so, you know, Garrett Snodgrass at some point maybe will, will be in, in that mix. So I think you feel a little bit better about it. But, yeah, I mean, I could still see a move. The reason why I was asking, too, is because there's a couple, you know, we've been talking about basketball, uh, how Hunter Salas and, uh, you know, the, these guys are you know, maybe could they return home? They ultimately didn't. Um, but there are a few guys in the transfer portal now, just the last couple of days, that would also be looking to return home. Uh, Nebraska high school athletes, Avante Dickerson, one of the top recruits out of Nebraska a few years ago, now transferring from Oregon. Uh, Deshaun Woods, an offensive lineman, transferring Ooh, from Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe and, and I'm not just singling out those guys. Obviously, they're going to look more than just the in-state guys. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because I know Colorado's going to have to add a lot from this group. But this this group of this wave of transfers is going to be filled with a lot of guys that didn't like the positioning they were with on their previous team, meaning, um, you know, that they maybe are you know, maybe not the guys that you expect as far as impact transfers to come in and start, maybe more depth pieces at this point. Um, and, and maybe you'll, you'll be surprised. Maybe you'll get uh, a guy or two that'll, that'll be kind of big time in, in the portal. Um, but at this point, post spring, you're kind of looking for depth pieces. I would think more than anything. Yeah. You're looking for depth, but you know, we, we have a freshman that's coming in from Oklahoma and, and he's a, he's a tweener, you know, he's a tweener, like a, like a safety slash he's a hybrid so you know that that's good because a player like that you can you can give him certain situations to play in you know you know you don't rush him you know you help develop him but you get him developed at a little faster pace than you do with the regular freshmen now last year coaching staff had Hausman Ernest Hausman mm -hmm. which they didn't try to help at all in certain situations you know try to get him in there and and um Try to get them in there in certain situations. See, that's the thing. You don't have to throw the whole book at a freshman or somebody like Ernest Hausman. You try to you try to ease them into the situation like a, like a junior college player like me. You know, I was first coming in on second and third down, passing downs, and you try to get that guy. Or blitzing situations because I don't know if we have – I know MJ Sherman's a great blitzer. I know Luke Reimers, he's – He's he, he's pretty decent, but you know we gotta you know we we gotta find three top linebackers that can go and play the whole game. You know, not play the whole game, but play the whole year, because Henry's been hurt for a while now. Yeah, he's been hurt all year, and then he's hurt during the off season. So, you know, I just don't hand guys out. I just don't hand jerseys, black shirts out to guys who who started last year, especially with a new coach. You know, that's gonna be hard to do because they don't know what you're doing. They haven't. They, they're not gonna pay attention to the the film from a losing. They're gonna watch a little bit of it, but if they know they can find a guy that can get to get to the ball quicker than you or can help this team in any possible way, they're gonna try to use that freshman early this year. So 
And I think his name is Fields, isn't it? Yeah, Eric Fields. Eric Fields. Uh, I think he's like 6'1", about two, 195. Yep, yep. Yeah, so you, you try to ease him in certain situations, and, you know, maybe that's that blitzer you want with MJ Sherman because you, the, the ideal of blitzing is you want two guys to get there at the same time. If one guy can't get there, hopefully the other guy can. So I'm just hoping we got two fast guys that can cut the blocks and use their hands or use their bodies because you can use your body to blitz better than using your hands sometimes. So it's like me. I, I'm I'm more of a of I'm going to watch the ball and try to beat you off the ball. So if I can beat you off the ball, you're a dead man. Now for pass rushing too, and, and, and you know, uh, I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that. Is it more, are, are the guys going to develop into pretty good pass rushers? Or do you know when a guy is on campus, kind of the quick twitch movement, if he, if he has it in him, like you can teach a guy uh, to I do mean, pretty good I, pass I, rushing. I think but most of it has, you, it's gotta be in him. It's just gotta I mean, be there. You, you can't teach a guy how to blitz. Yeah. The guy has to read the, read the play. It, Cause you're going to have to take a, 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 a let me see how you say it. You're going to have to take a different approach, like, when you see it. Like, when you run it and a guy might step in your way and you might got to olay him. Mm-hmm. See, I'm good for the olay. I can move my body to one side and still have my head in front of him like I'm looking at him, but then I olay. Yes. So, you know, and and maybe Fields can help out, you know, because I remember one game um, we played tech, uh, K-State. They jumped off sides on the first play of the game. So, okay, obviously we drive them back. We take them back five yards. The next play, Coach McBride calls a blitz. I come up to A-gap. Guess what, Bob? Hmm. I still said sack on the first play of the game. <laughs> Did you? So, <laughs> so it's just it, it's the guys that you have. I mean, you could teach a guy how to blitz, but you they're not going to be effective because a blitzer is it's in them though. Yeah, it's got to be in them. Like I mean, you could you could teach somebody to be a solid blitzer, but they're not going to be a fantastic one. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta I mean, come you, with it. you could teach them the hand movement, the body language of it, but you know because you know, coach Coach Bowl or Coach uh, McBride, they taught me how to use my hands a lot, swim, move, uh, keep up. You, you know, it's a lot when you're a little guy because they, you know, it's it's all about learning how to use your hands. Now, if that guy can learn how to use his hands good, then great. He's going to be even better. But you got how to use your your hands, feet, and everything when you're blitzing. From your from your perspective, how about on the defensive line? Because Princewell Umanuelan again to me stood out, and he was a guy that was was mentioned by Coach White right away when he's talking about the best blitzers. He's a true freshman stepping right in. But from what I saw in the in the spring game, it's like that guy's got to play. That, I mean, you know, you say that because we're playing against each other though. But well, yeah, it, it gets different when it's in the game. Because when you go against the, the the tackles and guards from Ohio State, those guys are built for it. The Michigan offensive line, the the Minnesota offensive line, you got to think about those guys that that know how to pick up stuff. See, I, I don't feel comfortable saying that, oh, we can use him in our offensive line. is not that great. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. So, I mean, he did play well enough to, to, to earn a shot to play. But to say that, you know – you, we just got to wait till we get on the field and see how the games go. Like, I, I understand what we're saying. Like, the uh, the guy from IMG, what's his name? Um, uh, the IMG guy. Uh, I'm not sure who came from IMG. Let me look. 
Uh, are you talking on the on the defensive line? Yeah, he played a great game too. Or Cam Linhart. Yeah, yeah. Linhart. Yeah, he played good. Um, yeah, that was the problem. A lot of defensive linemen played well, and that makes you wonder. You know, is it the, is it a matchup thing? Do they are, do they really got the? I think it's probably a mix. Usually, it's a mix of both. Yeah, I mean, where they really got some young defensive linemen brewing there, but at the same time, that you know might be problematic for your offensive line if a lot of young defensive linemen are looking good against them. Yeah, like like, like they say. Um, like I say, it's it's it's, it's going to be different when we get in the game. I mean, um, Brandon says Princewell, Texas. It's different down here. I don't know. It's different in Georgia too. So you know, it, but this is the Big Ten. It's different up here when the game starts. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, I mean, it's a lot when the, when you got a 320-pound lineman that can really move just like you move. And, and he, once they get them hands on you, then it's, it's a lot different. So, we'll see. I mean, I like the young man. I like to see him. I mean, it, it's good for us because that gives us good depth. Now, we don't have to let them guys go 20 plays before they have to rotate out. Now, you can, hey, you get five and let him go three. So that's a good thing to have depth like that, though. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention before we go to break here. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, of course, finally traded to the Jets. Uh, a lot of people are overlooking. I mean, you, you look at this, just the trade straight across. At one time, you're talking about two first-round picks. They eventually basically get two second-round picks. Um, but the big steal there is that uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, salary, which uh, came out this morning, too. The Jets were a, were uh, – uh, that we're able to restructure uh, the the deal, so it's not going to hurt them too much this year. I think in the back end it will be quite a heavy uh, to their contract, but uh, you know, again, uh, you know, a nod to Aaron Rodgers for helping the Jets and his new team uh, work with his contract a little bit there. Uh, but that's basically what the Packers got out of was the contract. When you're looking at outside of just the two draft picks, uh, his Instagram Instagram post the other day was exactly what it should be. I mean, just. Absolute thanks to everybody. I mean, he, he like you said, he was drafted there at 21, said he absolutely grew up there, you know, now in his late 30s. Um, it was a rare, likable moment for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you saw it. He's not a very likable guy. Um, but did, did you kind of feel like, you know, that at least, I that makes me feel better. I don't, I'm not a Packers fan or anything, um, but he kind of said Green Bay's always his home, and he, and he basically called out all the, the guys that you wouldn't necessarily hear about, the, the trainers, the, the guys that work in the building, all that stuff. I just thought it was really classy, and it was just very strange because for a moment I was like, I think this is a likable move for Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not used to it. I don't know, man, because <laughs> – this happened a long time ago with Brett Favre. He went to the Jets, so yeah. I don't know. It's just it, it, it feels like deja vu again yeah. because you're sending your best quarterback back to the same team that you traded Brett Favre to. So I don't yeah. know. And Brett Favre, did he do good in in the Jets? No, no, but he did it with the Vikings afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we have to see how Aaron Rodgers because. Aaron Rodgers, he he's too much of a diva for me. You know, yep. he, he he has too many issues with. I don't think he's a coachable player like that. I mean, I don't think he gets along well with with others. I think he demands too much from his receivers. I mean, which a quarterback should. I mean, he's not in the the same league as Tom Brady, but you know, he just demands too much. He's more like a a diva to me. So you know, I just I, I don't want to hop too much on 
Aaron Rodgers. What we'll see tonight, too, the the, the trade for the first-round picks. Uh, if Green Bay had anything up their sleeve, um, maybe they'll go after a, a quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I know they've got you know they got love there, Jordan Love, and and, and he's the plan. Um, but uh, certainly a guy that, that's interesting to me is Anthony Richardson um, from Florida because I think if he gets drafted tonight in the first round, I'd like to see him go to somewhere where he's got a few years to kind of sit or doesn't have the pressure to start right away because he's obviously, you know, he tests out as one of the greatest athletes ever to come as a quarterback into the combine and into the NFL draft. Uh, but he's, he's doesn't look like he's quite ready. So I'd like to see him get a few years. We'll see. Are there four quarterbacks drafted in the first round tonight? We finally get the answer to that. Um, but I am told we do have a, a, a guest on the phone. It's Rashawn Jackson going to join us here coming up next. He's getting ready for his 400, uh, so we'll talk about that with him. Obviously, all sorts of sports to catch up with VJ as well. That's coming up next here on The Captain on 93.7 The Ticket.